and I've been thinking this for a while. So you get French toast, which is you, you soak your bread in a piece of egg and maybe put some other stuff with it. And you get French toast. Including attitude, yes. You uh, just add uh, attitude oh and God, French give, toast. Give up halfway through, sure. Um, L'attitude. <laughs> then I was trying to think of the other name for like what other international toast you could effectively get. What American toast is what they... And then fundamentally getting back to what is South African toast. And I think I have it. What would you think is South African toast? Um, I'll hear yours, but I've got my own recipe of what I think South African toast is. Okay, mine's a piece South of African toast. Mine's a piece of fed cook opened up with an ostrich egg poured on top of it, and then that fried. <laughs> I think that would be awesome. <laughs> a lot of egg, I guarantee you. But <laughs> <laughs> holy moly, I was getting more for the sort of put on a thick spreading of you know South Africa's finest orange peach jam and then sliced biltong on top of that ah. and then a <laughs> slathering of cream on top of that that would be quite good as well but I quite liked your idea I'd have a serving of both just for you know the sake of it. <laughs> Toasting Design Shaka Shake and Michael Boyle welcome back I think it's one of the big things that comes up and it's very important for fourth year projects um, in, in the capstone projects uh, it is that the project needs to be solving a complex problem um, and, and that definition or that understanding of what that means is sometimes a bit lost. Yeah. Um, I've, I've, got, I've come up with quite a good explanation for it. It's obviously quite a visual thing, so mm. I'll try and turn it into words. But a, a complex problem is a problem where it's made up of a, a bunch of different things. Each one is you unique you can you can treat it in isolation mm -hmm. but it has influences over the others and okay. a complex problem purely means that if you've got four or five parts to this problem if you get them and start solving them in the wrong order it's fundamentally wrong it, it solves a different problem or else it just creates a problem yes. um, and and the way that I want everyone to sort of visualize it is if you hold your arm out with your five fingers spread apart and you imagine they're all level, so you just open up your fingers. Mm -hmm. Each one of those is a part of the problem. Mm -hmm. And that can be time, it can be location, it could be you know um, a global yeah. emergency, it could be anything you yeah. like. And what you need to imagine is we're trying to create a vertical flow chart and we're trying to pick which problem is the most important which one do we start with mm -hmm. because if we get that wrong the whole thing is wrong and what you imagine doing is if you put your fingers up against the wall and then dropping them down you need to stop one of them first that's the first problem to to have give consideration to as the most important one mm -hmm. and you would stop those fingers in different order and the thing is in the order in which they stop you need to then basically join the dots in that order yeah and and that's how you would start to unpack the problem and only once you've got that all done can you then start to um, specify exactly how to solve it and you specify exactly how to solve a problem with your URS and the advice to students is when you are trying to you know create up this user requirement specification just think that each part of the problem is a user yeah might not be a human being, but there is a user aspect. You have to think about the problem from being in that um, part of it. So then what would be an example of a non-complex problem? So say if I told you, you know, or if I said that the problem was you, you need to make a, a, a universal bicycle, 
is that a complex problem? Um, no. No, for a variety of reasons. Okay, so I'm just going to ask you some questions about your bicycle. Sure. Um, where is this bicycle for? No, anything and everything. Like a, lo like a location? No, no. E everything? It's everything, yeah. Universal. Uh, would it work on Mars? Why not? I mean, okay, let's say and, Earth. Let's say Earth. Let's be specific. Uh, I mean, I don't see why it couldn't be. Desert sand? Yeah, yeah. And there's, there's changing climate. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, desert sand, would it work for um, a coconut farmer uh, weaving in really soft sand in between um, his palm trees? Well, I was thinking it's a bicycle that can be sold to anyone and everyone. Uh, that's why it's sort of universal, where sort of the basis behind it was. Are we going to have to? So the idea here is that we then have to would have to structure it down and focus that down to a specific area and a specific user base. Something where currently a bicycle cannot be used for limitations of what current bicycles have. Well, because if you if you wanted to do a universal bicycle, um, okay, so it's fine. Um, Dad can ride it on weekends. Junior uses it to go to school. Uh, Mom uses it to run shopping errands. As your stereotypical family that has one, as a one bicycle family, yes. um, you then have yourself a multi a multi purpose bicycle. Um, the problem is they exist and they have done for a long time. Exactly, there's no problem. So, so uh, maybe what I should have done is said, all right, this multi purpose bicycle of yours. What you use the word multi? Mm. So what? purpose can I use this bicycle for which you can't use a bicycle for currently and that's where you would get stuck I yes. think yeah I think that's something I wouldn't be able to actually be able to come up with now if you were to add something um, a bicycle for transporting live a live ostrich yes. to the vet yeah by bicycle um, um, I'm really going to ask you, well, how, how are you going to keep this ostrich calm? Because the ostrich is bigger, probably heavier and much more strong than you. Yes. So um, you're not going to put this ostrich on your shoulder. Nope. Um, you're not going to put it in the little front basket that's decorated in, you know, daffodils. Um, you're not going to tie the, I mean, if, you, if you're cycling next to an ostrich and the ostrich is on a leash, you'd use a normal bicycle. Exactly. Um so you know what what purpose would this what what's what's the new thing um for this this bicycle example and the answer is you're stuck yeah however if i pitch the the thing that there's a problem in getting um a, an ostrich which which can walk but you have to take it to the vet because the vet doesn't have transport sure. and for reasons unknown we can't just create a transportation solution for the vet Yes, yeah, yeah. No, by question. borrowing some sci-fi hoverboard or something. Um, so we have to get the ostrich to the vet. You're now thinking, um, okay, so now we start to unpack all the different aspects of the ostrich, yes. that it can panic, um, there's fight or flight response, it, it, uh, it can, can get attack. aggressive. Yeah, exactly, yeah. You might need to keep it in a certain um, temperature environment so it doesn't overheat. Yeah. There might be a certain time aspect to it. There might be rural roads involved. There might be a river to cross where there's no bridge. We need to know about the journey. We need to have time. We need to have a whole bunch of things. Nowhere in that thing is a bicycle going to work. 
Yeah, no, exactly. It's not a feasible option in the first place. But then my, So the complex problem would be the actual ostrich vet scenario because there is the vet, there yeah. is the ostrich, there is the location of each, there is the stuff in between it, and then there's why does the ostrich need to go to the vet? Is it urgent? Is it not urgent? Mm. So we've got distance, we've got velocity, we've got time, we've got coefficients of traction, friction, yeah. um, incline slopes, uh, surface um, substrate stuff, we've got weather, we've got everything. Plus, we also know everything about the ostrich, you know, volume, size, mass. Yeah. Um, so, so, so we've got multiple users. Where would we start that, though? Well, I mean, first, if I'm actually tacking this to the problem, I'd make sure, you know, there's no actual vehicle currently used to transport ostriches that is not actually just the answer to this, this problem, you know, how do you get an ostrich to yes. Um, but let's say there's not. Um, it's maybe I start with looking at sort of what what the power sort of you know, how much energy it's required to actually start moving something of this particular nature. But let's assume. So so you'd 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 start with a vehicle. Not necessarily a vehicle because when I, I think of bicycle, I'm not thinking of the actual bicycle. I'm thinking it's a human powered vehicle. So can a single person move a system on those kind of terrains? Uh, with the weight of a person, an ostrich, and some kind and, of structure, and and immediately I would I would say that in terms of the if you remember the finger example, mm. you'd need to know all the facts about the scenario. And what if it was twenty five kilometers through hilly dirt roads, and and the ostrich needs to make that? It, human power is not going to be the problem. No. In fact, that's a problem to solve because it cannot be human powered. Exactly. Yeah. And, and and it can't be ostrich powered because the ostrich is sick. Yes, you, you can't. So we, you know, muscles, yeah. th that's right. And and we'd have to get those things in the correct order before we actually have a problem, which is um, a reasonable thing to solve. Yeah. Okay. So what would you then say is the first thing that you start looking at then in getting that order? I always have the sort of golden golden rule of three things. Um, there's always the the, the actual payload in this case it's the ostrich the ostrich is prime focus because if if the ostrich dies there's no no ostrich farm type thing exactly. so ostrich is most important the next thing is what i call the mission mission is going to be the little distance velocity time triangle mm -hmm. in this particular case thing is it's not flying there'd be road conditions weather inclines all that sort of stuff yes. you can then start to put payload and that together to get a kind of power idea you know, so if an ostrich needs to be transported at an average speed of 35 k's an hour and the slope incline is a 30% gradient on dirt, you can immediately start to work out that at minimum you're going to be needing 30, 40 kilowatts to do this. Yeah. Um, in which case you, you're, you're, you're discounting bicycles, you're even discounting small motorbikes. I mean, more than 40 kilowatts, we're, we're getting up into the sort of uh, 500 cc plus um, yeah. category. Um, but then again, on dirt roads, you know, single motorbike, ostrich combination, uh, bike plus trailer, you know, you then start to think what sort of concept things would solve that problem, which may or may not exist. But we haven't finished unpacking the problem yet. No. So I'm, I'm jumping the gun, but yeah. I'm starting to think, okay, that that, that could work, exactly. but let me go a little bit further. Sure. Um, <clears throat> and um, so so uh, and and so if if we just run back, it's the payload, then it's the mission, yeah. and then finally it's what kind of machine solves the things above it. 
So you have to have the payload first, because if you come up with a machine, you're constraining the payload. Exactly, yeah. You know, it, it just so happens that there are big military transport aircraft around. So if you do have yourself a killer whale that needs to move from aquarium <laughs> to something else, you you know, you're not going to sit and say, hey, Boeing, we've got a special one for you. <laughs> <laughs> and please make it transparent so the killer whale can see out. And human you know, power, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so, so to me, the, the kind of complex problem is always... I've tried to come down that there are always those three aspects to it. There's there's the payload, and that could be the camera on Mars. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be uh, anything you like, but the payload is the first consideration. The next one is then some form of performance. It's a it's a time, it's a distance, yeah. it's a it's a force. There's something related to it, yeah. but you can separate them out. And if the first thing is wrong, everything after that is going to be the wrong size or in the wrong order or, or, or whatever the case is. And yeah. then the last thing is the actual machine that does it. I would say all, all machines. So it, machines, it, yes, yeah. yeah. It, it could be a, a subset of smaller things that together work to achieve that mission by ensuring that payload or that uh, key function is undertaken. Um, being Correct. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to, if, if we take it that the ostrich was the payload, mm-hmm. the mission would be the, the linear distance, the type of substrate, the weather conditions, all of those sorts of things would be the mission. Yeah, yeah. And then we'd need... And then we'd have the machine. We'd we'd have a volume. We'd have a size. We've got time. We've got speeds. We've got a bunch of things. We can now look at the, the you know the the good old three standby ways to solve this. Does this justify something brand new? Yeah. Given what we've got, does it justify a conversion, or does it justify a modification? Those are basically the 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 three standard. What have I got here? Modify, convert, or something that has never existed before. Um, and and. The way that you solve your problem will basically dictate which of those is the best way to do it. Yeah. Um, now here's how the problem can get. So that is a complex problem yes. because you have to unpack and understand it. I'm now going to add a level of complexity and let's see how you do with this. Okay. This ostrich was from a zoo, and okay. that zoo has got other animals. And they all go to the same vet. <laughs> so, what questions have you got for me? Well, I mean, a, what's the size of the, How are the animals introduced at the vet? You know, are they kept separately? Is there like separate entrances? No, no, no. I mean, I, I don't think there's a. I mean, there's no problem with a with a vet. I mean, okay. but you know, if you think of the payload, if we designed this thing specifically so it could only accommodate a one ostrich. And let's assume I've got a fantastic zoo. I've only got one other animal. Yeah. And it's sick all the time. It's a giraffe. Right. Yeah. What other stuff do I have to carry? And can I carry all of them? So now, what do you... Now, the thing is, you would have to design that thing or things. Mm. So we could use Triz here and say, okay, right. The, The smallest version of this thing, the first third of it can take an ostrich. If you add on part B and part C, yeah. you can take your damn giraffe to the vet, right? Or, or, you know, or potentially, you know, how, how, how far do you want to break that down? Is it that you add a whole new engine for your giraffe to be particularly transported? <coughs> or do we look at breaking down I'm the I'm just payload? imagining a giraffe jetpack, yeah. <laughs> 
just it just lowers the weight just enough so that it's the same weight as an ostrich yeah <laughs> well just just put just put your giraffe on full roller skates and pull it <laughs> i do the same with, with the with the ostrich really it's just you need four instead yeah. of two um Okay, but uh, you know, from 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 my my perspective, in terms of a student project, if it was an ostrich from an ostrich farm, and you designed this thing, and you you worked out that you'd only ever ever need to take one ostrich at a time, mm. you certainly wouldn't be wrong. Freezing it with one ostrich, you now oh, have yeah. volume, you've got payload. You then look at distance from farm to vet, you factor that in, then you move on to the machine that can do it. However. You'd have to do a bloody good job to explain that you don't need to take two ostriches at the same time. Exactly. Because that's going to be a different payload, bigger, more power, uh, stability issues, etc., etc., etc. And if it was a zoo where an ostrich was one of the animals, a student would have to go and work out what is the worst exactly case thing ostrich um, might not even be it for ostrich this. might be the, the smallest concern to be honest and if you can transport both an elephant a giraffe and a tiger you'll handle the ostrich <clears throat> I would say you put the two ostriches and a tiger in the thing and then by the time you get to the vet you only have the tiger left and who's full and okay, how it's happy and economically it's a bad model yes. now. Um, and, and, and I think the, the sort of lesson that students can learn in this really strange hypothetical example sure is if if you created the scenario of an ostrich farm one ostrich at a time you had a location and you proved that it wasn't better to bring the vet to the zoo yes there is actually a problem that requires the ostrich to be moved ostrich has got no choice but to go to the vet yes. and it has to go to the vet there isn't an option economically to say take the ostrich into the felton give it a swimming lesson with concrete shoes or something yeah. um, you, you have to save the ostrich um, once you've gone through all of that you then have yourself a nice complex problem yes. but what we try and do is we try and poke holes in it to see ah <laughs> well there's a buffalo farm next door mm. and well if they use the same vet well uh, what's the buffalo farmer going to do because um, something that can take a buffalo to the vet will be able to take one or several ostriches exactly so, I mean, then it, it's, it is those three things, but for, uh, so it, it's the sort of payload, it's the mission, and then finally the, the vehicle or system that can do it. I, I think it's, you always have to then kind of consider the, the backstory as to, or the, the environment's the wrong word, but it's, it's the situation that set up this problem to actually exist yes. in the first place. Um, that's right and and yeah and, and and the worry that I sometimes have with students is that, that you know they might listen to this and think ah all I have to do is make sure I have an ostrich farm and I have one ostrich that's sick yeah. and I've got myself a one ostrich payload that's not correct problem solving mm -mm. no you, you you're looking to basically find a situation one of these random ones for which there is a problem or forcing a problem to exist and I mean the advice which you've given to the to the third years which they're using is, is actually quite good you know just just imagine yourself being in the problem yeah. you know if, if you are doing tropical agriculture or something like that put yourself there what what problems are there if you imagine watching a, a documentary about it um, mm. and you think oh that's a, that's a that's painstakingly slow that that process right there um, you might be able to work out something which is always you know, so if you watch farmers and there's a lot of manual carrying of stuff, yeah, that's a payload issue. Mm. But it's payload linked to mission. 
because if you're picking oranges, the bag on your back is going to be sized so that when it's full, that's about the maximum payload a human can carry. Yeah. So it, it's it's constrained by the person carrying it. If you were to use a bot, that bot could carry quite a lot more, in which case the, the whole thing changes. But obviously the bot puts a human out of work, which is why that might not be a problem worth solving. Um, also, I don't so think a, you know, a bot you, you, that carries a bunch of apples is necessarily a complex problem. No, no, no. Um, um, I, yeah. I, I would say, you know, if, if you created a brand new farm in the absolute middle of nowhere, um, in the utter rural environment where there was no form of refrigeration, the aspect of once the apple is off the tree, it has to be refrigerated like rapidly. Yeah. There you might have yourself a complex problem in terms of how the apples fit into the logistics supply chain to be exported from this rural environment to, you know, um, Europe or Asia or something. Exactly. There's there you would to, have a complex problem. There's more than one element to this particular problem. It's not just pick, hold, carry. It's pick, hold, move, carry, worry about thereafter. It's the next stage. There, there are multiple elements uh, to it. Keep, keep, keep cool, keep ventilated. Exactly. Um, you know, keep uh, oxygen levels down, pump in nitrogen. You've got you've got yourself a nice little complex problem. Prevent right the there. apples from being bruised and and, and so on. Um, yes. So look after yeah. them. Don't just you know mash them with thirty thousand kilonewtons of force. Um, yeah, it's true. And I mean, if 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 you end up solving the issue with you know you end up doing a conversion of a one of those giant Dakar high speed dirt trucks you know that you can do 120 k's now on whatever <laughs> the hell surface you have um you then have yeah vibration in the back mm-hmm. um you know at, at high speed like that how are you going to stop dust getting in because at high yeah. speed dust literally gets through all kinds yeah. of seals um you know and and if there's dust on your apples you know mr eu is not going to let them in yeah yeah, I mean, well, yeah, it'd be interesting. I mean, that's almost two separate problems. There's, there's the picker and then there's the transport. And I wouldn't say for a fourth year to look into designing two separate systems, a picker and then a transport system is valid for a fourth year project. I think it's probably a weak way. Correct. What you would do is you would work out which of that. So out of the payloads and the mission scenarios there, because there are several, mm. which one is the important one to solve? Exactly. And it's likely to be the transportation one. Yeah. I mean, if you can grow apples in the middle of nowhere, there doesn't seem to be anything wrong with you getting fertilizer and whatever to the apple farm. Yeah. However, if there's a time and, and a temperature and a vibration impact acceleration type problem of the transportation back, that can be solved and that would be a nice mechanical engineering um, design project. Potentially even aeronautical project if it has, you know, the terrain is not suitable for land-based vehicles. Sure, definitely, yeah. Um, or even uh, potentially there's a, a sort of middle of nowhere. Okay, that'd be an interesting one. So middle of nowhere, um, basically fertilizing the ground from the air, a crop spraying, but with fertilization. That would definitely be, yes. Yeah, that, that would be a complex problem. I mean, we start certainly we start yeah. breaking it down. Well, I mean, if if you think about it, there are there's probably perfectly arable land where you literally couldn't get a road there if you wanted to. Mm. I mean, if you think about it, um, you know, quite a lot of the the olive um, vineyards and stuff in sort of Italy and and Spain are built in like really hellish, hilly places where you literally have to go on foot. Mm. 
Now the thing is collecting olives is you know you get small yield per tree they're fairly lightweight things but I mean if, if apples could grow in like a hectic place like Machu Picchu there's no vehicle on earth that yeah. could do that. You'd have to come up with in, in fact you'd, you'd literally have to have an army of um, like like drones or whatever that could go and, and do this by by sky picking or something. I'd certainly compare that against basically having a bipedal system. Um, you know, yes. if people can get up there, you'd be able to design a, a, a walking machine, and there's a reason walking over a uh, wheel-based system would work. Um, but it would be a, it would be a competitor to the drone. Um, well, you committed the fatal flaw. You assumed we're in the current day. In 20 years' time, will health and safety even let us go outside? Well, exactly. So, yeah. In, in which case, there will have to be things that can go and pick apples. Maybe we won't even eat apples in 20 years' time. They might be seen as biological warfare things or something. <laughs> Holy cow, don't let the caterpillar get in. Jesus. <laughs> be the Godzilla version of a caterpillar with the radiation inside our apples, yeah. <laughs> we just escape on the golf course using our jet-powered kite. <laughs> <laughs> all right i think that's a, a, a unique finish off for the day uh thanks very much for listening and we'll catch you guys in the next one cheers